Ramtran reporting live for duty on this glorious June 5th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. One second. Yeah, I had to pause the recording for a second there just to see if um, I was uh, recording with the proper mic channel. I'm an engineer. I'm a sound engineer. I'm the producer, performer, writer, creator of Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. I'm a goddamn legend in the in, I'm a legend in the industry. If you're new to my podcast, um, I'm a comedian, I'm an actor, I'm a Torontonian hailing out of Toronto, Canada. I'm a uh, alcoholic, recovering alcoholic. I am a temporary laborer. So you know these are little things that I speak about on my podcast, my little day to day life as. Um, the aforementioned, aforementioned, I hate when people use those words, you know, trying to get you to fucking, you know, uh, put some anxiety into your heart, you know, well, uh, according to the aforementioned affidavit, um, henceforth, um, teachers, lawyers, they usually use terms like that to try to put fear into your heart, I just do it because I'm an asshole, and, uh, you know, I just try to use the same rhetoric that assholes speak to me with. Well, um, according to the aforeman- aforementioned affidavit, uh, some uh, prequel quote to the pee-pee-poo. But I like words anyway, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's not like um, they're that difficult, you know what I mean? Like, I know, maybe that's just my, like... Uh, I guess maybe that's why part of what I am an actor and a comic, um, I can understand words pretty good. They don't really intimidate me, you know, except when I'm on the spot here trying to come up with smart ass words, you know, I think I heard one the other day that was pretty cool. Um, what was that word? Well, I'm just going to say verklempt. That's not even, that's like a Yiddish word for like, uh, too emotional to speak. This guy was describing this uh, gay man who got into a fight with his boyfriend. And he came into work and he was all in a tizzy because him and his gay lover were like uh, quarreling. And then he goes, um, I don't know, man, the boy was verklempt. <laughs> I don't know, man, he was verklempt. You know, he got in a fight with his lover. And uh, that boy was verklempt that morning. Oh, silly wabbit. Yeah, so as you can tell, um, you know, fuck, I don't know. Just wing it, more or less. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I do have a couple points I want to get to. So, hey, check this out. Your man got a haircut. Uh Uh-huh. I got a haircut. You know, I get a haircut like every uh, month. I used to just do it myself, right? Uh, I'm a black man. For all y'all motherfuckers out there listening and you can't understand by the sound of my voice, I'm a motherfucking black man, you hear? Mm. 
See, as a black man, you gotta get your hair cut every once in a while because if you don't, the white man's gonna judge you for it. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a diabolical uh, disservice to your community when you're not getting yourself an Afro haircut. You're walking around with your hair all nappy, all dreadlocked and nappy, dirty, disgusting, frizzy head. You know? It's about time you stand up and represent your community. Go get yourself a haircut, you hear? You understand me, boy? So I got a haircut uh, <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, I went and got my haircut Saturday, but, um, you know, I don't know. Like I spoke about in previous recordings, um, I, have a, I have a very eccentric barber, like um, borderline insane. He's like this uh, Trinidadian man, right? Oh, hey there, boy, everything's and such like that. Wind it up, boy. You know, he's like this Trinidadian man, and uh, I'm Trinidadian myself, right? I come from a Trinidadian background. Um, my mother was Trinidadian. My father, I don't know, some nigga. I don't know who he was, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, anyways, uh, I grew up with like a lot of Trinidadian culture, you know, we used to eat roti, curry, we used to hang around a lot of um, Trinidadian folk, we used to go to like uh, Kerry West festivals, you know, Caribbean West festivals, we'd go and, uh, yeah, we'd go and uh, wind it up, boy. And party and dance around and shit. And uh, over the years, I kind of lost track of that because I come from a very fragmented, fram, f- fragment, f- fragile, fragmented family. And, uh, you know, kind of displaced, kind of, um, what do you want to call it? I don't know. Um, displaced, uh, disassembled, dismantled, you know kind of a, you know, broken family. So um, that kind of heritage thing kind of got lost on me over the years. But, uh, you know, I still enjoy seeing Trinidadian folk and hearing their little voices, you know. Oh, everything be like that, man, and them girls over there, boy. You have a sip of this thing over here, boy. So um, I don't know what that last part was there. That last part, you know, the Trinidadian uh, Newfie. But, um, yeah, so there we go. And uh, my hairdresser, <laughs> he's like a bit of centric old Trinidadian dude, right? And so I go to get my hair cut on uh, Saturday, right? I'm sitting, in, sitting there in the chair, right? And he's like, how's it going, boy? Oh, Lord, I haven't been feeling good lately. Oh, I've been tired. I'm so tired lately, boy. Uh, so tired. I was like, oh, well, uh, you know, I ain't good, you know. Maybe it's a change in the weather, you know. Like, maybe it's a little bit of the sun and the, you know, summertime heat that's getting to you. That, well, I don't know if that's the thing. I, I like the heat, man. I like the heat, but I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, I've just been so tired. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, don't fall asleep on me now. I'm trying to get my hair cut, you know? Somebody has to get some pussy. It's not my fault you're 80 years old, you know? I, I still got some pussy to get, you know? Like, focus on this fucking haircut, man. Make me look beautiful. So, you know, he gets to snipping away. He's snipping away. Then all of a sudden he goes, Oh! Oh! I was like, uh, are you okay, sir? He's like, oh, oh, just tired. Just so tired. Do you have any gum? I was like, what? 
do you have any gum? I was like, what'd you ask me for? He goes, do you have any gum? You know, like, and he starts chewing, right? I thought he said cum. Do you have any cum? I was like, what? Right? No, he was asking me for some gum. And I was like, oh, sorry, sir. No, I don't got any gum. I was oh. And then he opens a drawer, right? And he starts rustling through the drawer. Oh, 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 here it is. Oh. And he pulls out like a chocolate bar, right? <laughs> he pulls out like this like uh, chocolate granola bar. And he goes, do you want one? And I was like, nah, man, that's okay. And he goes, I'm so tired. And he plops down in the chair, right? And he starts eating this granola bar. So I'm sitting there with like half my hair, like splayed across my lap. You know, I got half this haircut, fucking hair in my eyes. I'm just sitting there and he's like, oh, I need some sugar. He's like eating a granola bar. I'm just like staring at him, right? I'm like, uh. But um, it was just, it was just awkward, you know? I mean, like. I remember thinking, like, this is strange, but um, not the strangest thing he's done to me, seeing as he's, like, shown me animal smut. He's shown me animal porn. He's told me all his crazy theories about women fucking dogs. He's a canary trainer, right? He trains canaries and shit. He tells me about that. So I'm just like, you know, he's usually saying some kind of oddity, right? Some kind of nonsense, right, coming out of his mouth. He's got a son who, like, he's apparently a famous rapper, but he can't remember his son's name. <laughs> well, that's a black man for you. But, like, um, he's got, like, a son that he says is, like, a famous rapper, <laughs> but he can't remember his name for some reason. I don't know. You know, so he's a bit of a loony dude. But um, I remember just thinking, okay, you know, like, this is awkward, but, you know, like, I was worried. I'm like, hopefully he's okay. Like, I don't, you know, he's collapsing in a chair to eat a granola bar. Like, hopefully he's taking care of himself, right? And, you know, I, I was actually a little ashamed for a moment because sometimes you really do think that, you know, it's isn't it kind of funny how, like, onerous we get on people in the service industry or in industry? Like, when you pay for somebody's services... Sometimes you expect them to be superhuman. It's as if like, don't you die on the company dime? How dare you fall down dead while I'm getting a haircut? <laughs> you know, like, I paid good money for this, you son of a bitch. You know, go die on your own time. I need a haircut. <laughs> so um, I was like, yo, man, where's your compassion? Like, calm down. He's an old bastard. Just let him, let him, uh, let him uh, writhe in pain. Oh. The pain, I'm tired, so tired. So then, like, uh, he finished his granola bar. Oh, that helped out very much. Oh, God, I've been so tired. My eyes be acting up, man. My eyes. I went to the doctor. He told me to get some eye drops for my eyes, and they be acting up and getting all white, watery, and this and that. And I just, what I do is I take a little bit of hot water. And I pour some salt in it, and I put it in my eye, and it helps my eyes. But, you know, between my eyes and the cholesterol, like I was making some chicken the other night, and I put some chicken in the pot, and I put a little bit of oil, but then I noticed I put a little bit too much oil and the sugar to brown the, 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 brown the, the chicken. So I put a little too much sugar in the, in the sugar and the oil in the chicken, and I've just been so tired, and my eyes be acting up, and I don't know what to do, and... 
women be fucking dogs, boy. You know, my woman, she's fucking a dog. And, you know, all these things are happening around me, boy. I've just, I've just been so tired. I'm like, dude, haircut. Haircut. Hup one, hup two, three, hut. Haircut. Oh. So, um... <laughs> You know, he's just been kind of a loony dude. And, like, I, I got me thinking. I'm like, what percentage of a haircut? Like, what is acceptable in the haircut game? Like, what is the batting average? What is the, what is the accept? Like, because, like, he fucked up the haircut. Afterward, he's like, oh, here you go. I'm finally got that done. Oh, I've been so tired. I'm like, yeah, you kind of mentioned that. So then I'm, like, looking in the mirror, right? I'm like, what the fuck? I got, like, a receding hairline. You know, it's like the sideburns are uneven and shit. And, um, you know, it was semi-noticeable, right? It was probably like, you know, it was vaguely noticeable, right? I'm like, wow, you know, you kind of maimed me here, sir. But, like, I was just like, uh, whatever. He's, he's so tired. I'll let it go. And, um, but then I start, like, thinking. I'm like, what is the percentage on a haircut? Like, how much leniency do you give a person, right? Because I was considering, like, you know, man, this guy's just too wacky for me. I can't take this bullshit anymore. He's always, like, doing some kind of craziness. But I'm like, well, you know, we're, like, we're, like, we're kind of, like, friends, you know? We talk about animals and stuff. Like I said, he, um, he participates in, like, um, canary talent shows. Like, he's a very prestigious uh, canary trainer, apparently, you know? He's, well, that's how he got the eye infection to begin with. <laughs> he's like, oh, boy, I got the canaries on the balcony, and every night I covered them up with a garbage bag. Then I was taken off the garbage bag, and some dust got into my eye, and now my eyes are acting up, and I'm tired. Right? And uh, so, like, I guess he got a, a canary infection in his eyes. <laughs> some canary dander got into his eyes. So, like, you know, he's now he's, like, half blind trying to cut people's hair. <laughs> Training canaries and shit. And, um, you know, but, like, you know, we share a passion of animals, you know. Like, I just bought a shirt that says, uh, never forget with a picture of a baby elephant on it. That's, like, my power animal, baby elephants. I love them. Oh, God. So fucking adorable. So, like, we love animals and shit, you know. And we're both Trinidadian. And he's funny as fuck talking about women fucking dogs. Like, that's his big conspiracy. He thinks women fuck dogs nowadays. Just because he saw it on, like, Pornhub or some pornography site. Women be fucking dogs, boy. But, like, I've been thinking about canning his ass, you know. Like, I was looking at that haircut. I'm like, fuck, man, I'm going to have to get right up your ass about this. Like, how fucking difficult is it to, like, even out a haircut? You know, I was getting right ornery with the man, like, in my head, right? I didn't say anything to him, right? I'm like, Jesus Christ, like... You're always fucking up my hair. Not always. Like I said, like 75% of the time. Like, I can always count on one out of four haircuts just going completely awry. And then I was like, you know what, man? You know, <laughs> he almost dropped dead in front of me. <laughs> no, I wasn't like that. You know, like, um, I, if I sound callous and cold-hearted, I mean, I'm like getting up on an old man's ass because... Um, you know, he took a break during a haircut, but it's just like, it's just, it's more like he's odd. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't believe the things that happen to him. You know what I mean? It's like, it's odd. It's not like, oh, holy shit, something happened to him. Like, holy shit, he's exhausted or something, right? Or, holy fuck, he fainted. It's more like, what, what is this? What's this strangeness? Like, there's just another chapter of strangeness with him, right? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you don't have much room for leniency with a haircut, like, do you? Like, if you go to a barber and he fucks up one out of four times, like, that's quite a bit, isn't it? 
You know, I got like a fucking receding hairline now, or maybe it's like my bloated alcoholic face, but like, I can't tell. I'm like looking at myself. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Look at this bulbous head. I remember there was a time when I was a young man, a uh, younger man, like I'm still a young man, but like when I was a younger man, like at the ripe age of 15, I remember one time um, a friend's grandmother came to see me at work, right? I used to work at a grocery store. She comes into work and she's like, Oh, hi there. Aren't you um, so-and-so's friend? I was like, yeah, I know your grandson. She goes, oh, you're such a good boy. You have such a nice scalp. She mentioned that I had such a nice scalp. I was like, okay, thank you, miss. Fuck off now. And uh, that was the end of that. But like, I've always had a very good um, curvature to the head, right? Like, I've always had a very pronounced... Uh, like that was one of my my strong points is my 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 impressive scalp, and like lately I've been looking in the mirror like ever since this haircut I'm like what the fuck did he do to me? He maimed me. I'm like looking at him. I'm like I got like a widow's peak receding hairline which I don't even have. I'm like you're fucking, you know you're really you, you, you've been so tired lately that you've been fucking up your haircuts, man. Get it together, boy. You know wind it up, man. So um. But, you know, I'm going to keep working with him. He's a nice man. He's a Trinidadian dude. And uh, I'm going to cut him some slack. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm too nice. A part of me is thinking, am I too nice and lenient? Like, you know, like, I felt kind of bad that I was upset with him for the fucked up haircut. Because, especially because he was feeling a little ill that day. And I'm like, well, you know what? He was having a, uh, an off day. The haircut's not that bad. My hair grows quick. So, you know, it'll quickly grow in and it won't even be noticeable. It's all right. You know what I mean? It's... Not that bad, but it's still kind of fucked. But, like, um, I'm going to have to get right up his ass about this from now on. You know what I mean? Like, when you're on my fucking company dollar, you're on the company dollar, buddy. Don't be eating granola bars and telling stories about dog fucking, you know? Like, get to the point. Cut this goddamn hair. Nah, I don't want to be like that, you know? I'm going to calm down. Not be such an asshole. But, um, anyways, that's my barber for you. Wind it up, man. And um, as I'm also a temporary laborer, as I mentioned, uh, stand-up comedian, actor, alcoholic, temporary laborer, I recently had a little episode. Um, check this out. So um, as I'm talking about the man in the haircut, it's all coming down to this new, you know, like I was a little bit, you know, feeling guilty about my feelings towards the man. Like I wasn't more assertive with the haircut. Because, like, you know, like, he wasn't on death's doorstep. It just kind of confused me and kind of startled me to see him kind of be, like, all faint like that. And whatever, he just needed a break. He sat down, had a chocolate bar, and he was fine. I don't know. Like, I felt a little awkward, and I felt like I wasn't assertive enough. Because this happened in the past before, too, with, like, the haircut. Like, sometimes he fucks it up. Like I said, like, one out of four haircuts kind of goes awry. And I'm never really assertive with him. I'm just like, okay, whatever, I let it go. And that's one thing that I've been working on lately is, like, being assertive. Um, by the way, pray for my, my barber. And, you know, I feel like I'm an asshole. You see all these guilty feelings when you're, like, a recovering alcoholic? You can't even say anything bad because then you feel like um, you're resorting to your old ways. So I'm going to take a moment here to pray for my barber. Dear Lord... My barber, he'd be so tired lately from the hair cutting and the canary training and the dog fucking videos that he be watching online, man. Dear God, 
please watch over my hairdresser in this time of need, in this hour of dire need, Lord. Provide the strength and insight into him, man. Wind it up, Lord. Wind it up, man. In God's name we pray. Amen. Keep on rocking in the free world, baby. See you next month. <clears throat> Get those scissors ready. I'm, 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 I'm coming in for a cut. But anyway, um, yeah, like assertive. Like I'm not always assertive. And um, like with the hairdresser, sometimes I let shit slide. And uh, I don't like to get, like it, that's what I do. It's like I try not to be assertive, but then when it gets to a point of too much, then I just boil over, right? I'll freak out and I'm like, where did this come from? Because you've been fucking with me for, for fucking months now. And then like finally I get pissed off and it comes out, right? And um, that happens a lot with my with relationships with people I notice or just my interactions with people like shit boils over to a point and then sometimes they act like where did this come from it's but like I've been like appeasing you and letting shit slide for months now and you've been fucking with me right so as a temporary laborer I work at a job moving furniture there's this girl there she's very um kind of imposing and overbearing in her personality like she's kind of funny but she's really like snarky and um, passive-aggressive and just kind of overbearing. Like, she gets into my business. What are you doing? What are you doing back here? Help me with this. She technically has no right to even talk to me. Like, she's barely even my coworker. Like, I'm subcontracted to be there as a temporary employee to assist with the moving of the furniture. It's a furniture store. But, like, I'm not there to, like... I can't serve a million masters in one day. I have one person I report to, which is the store manager. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm there to assist everybody else. Not even as far as I'm concerned. As far as my job is defined, I'm there to assist everybody else. I'm not there to be your fucking minion or your, like, whipping boy. Like, I'm not, like, um, I'm not, like, your servant. Like, don't give me little tasks to go off and do. Like, I'm there to assist. If you need my assistance, sure, but, like, don't be giving me no orders and tasks and shit, right? So, like, this woman, um, she's kind of like that. She gets in, like, she gets in my business and shit, and, you know, she's, she's kind of funny, you know? She's a little bit of an oddball, which, like, I kind of appreciate. But, like I say, she's a little bit of imposing, a little too overbearing. So, uh, this past Friday, just before my haircut, <laughs> um, I, 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 uh, I was working. I was booked for a shift. Now, I typically don't work Friday evenings, right? But they booked me. So her and I and another employee were working the night shift, you know? So she comes over to me and she goes, so, like, what are you doing here? Like, well, why are you here? I'm like, I was booked. She goes, oh, well, uh, well, you don't need to be here. I mean, like, you're just going to be standing around doing nothing. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I was booked. She goes, oh, well, um, uh, mm, uh, well, you can go home if you want. I mean, if you want to go home, I'll sign you out. You can go home. I'm like, no, I'll work my shift. I mean, I obviously took the shift because I wanted to earn the money. So, no, I'll work the shift. And then, like, it just kind of got in my head because it's like, um, I try to limit my interactions with obnoxious, um, intrusive, overbearing people. Like, I, I try not to be around things that I don't, I don't want to be around. People, personalities, places that I don't want to be around, I don't be around. So I'm like, you know what? Why should I suffer through a shift being around this woman? She's completely um, 
obnoxious. She's like overbearing. She's annoying. I don't really want to be around her. I go over to her. I'm like, you know what? On second thought, that's cool. Yeah, maybe I'll go home early. She goes, well, no, no, we need you. No, we we actually need you now. We need you. And then I say to her, I'm like, see, this is exactly why you should not get into other people's business. It's none of your business why or when I'm working. If I'm booked for my shift, I'm booked for my shift. It's none of your business. And she goes, <laughs> and, and, you know, she kind of laughs it off, right? Like, I, I, tell, I say this to her right in front of a customer, too, a customer standing right there. I'm like, why, why are you always in my business? I kind of, like, you know, I'm saying it now with a little bit of anger. It's, <laughs> I'm saying it now with a little bit of heat. But at the time, I said it kind of jokingly, right? I'm like, see, like, that's your problem. Like, why are you always in my business? Like, you know, you're always poking around in my business and stuff. If you would stay out of my business, we wouldn't have this problem, you know? For crying out loud. You know, I kind of hammed it up. And she was, like, chuckling and shit. And, um, you know, but like, I was surprised that I even said it because it just like blurted out of my mouth, you know, I'm like, why are you always in my business? And, um, you know, that's, you know, with the haircut and with the lady there at work, um, I'm just working on being more assertive with people because, um, you know, uh, sometimes you try to avoid confrontation and sometimes it's just unavoidable. And the best way to deal with it is to, you know, obviously sidestep the issue before it becomes an issue but if not sometimes you just got to be plainfully honest plainfully painfully honest you know and uh, just say your say the truth and try to be as diplomatic as possible like you know I handled it pretty good considering like I, I turned it into a joke you know we kind of laughed it off you know and but um, then she winds up going behind my back and telling the manager. I don't know what she said to the manager in, in particular, but the manager comes up to me, and uh, she's a very nice lady. She likes me. She goes, Jonathan, like, what's going on? Like, um, I heard last week, um, or I heard last shift that you were itching to go home early. I'm like, no, I wasn't itching to go home early. What happened was, you know, she got into my business, which she shouldn't have. She She offered me the opportunity to go home early. I particularly didn't want to go home early but you know I felt awkward because she's kind of imposing on me going into my business so I said I would go home early then she changed her mind and made it into this big deal it's not like you know like bottom line is you know she's a little overbearing she's in my business like I don't know why she's asking me these questions or telling me when to go home or if to go home like it's none of her business when I'm working my shift and (laughs) the manager she's like oh yeah you know she that's right you know you're don't worry about her. She's a little mental. <laughs> like she's known as being kind of mental around the around the job office. Or sorry, around the store. So, hey, let it be. That's what it is. So now you know every little thing about what's been going on with me lately. Got a haircut and I'm working on being assertive. So um, those are kind of some of the things that have been going on in the world of Jonathan Ramcharan. I'm gearing up to start uh, producing some of my own comedy shows. That will be awesome. I'll keep you guys in the loop when I'm uh, more on point with that. That should be coming in the next week or so, next couple weeks or so. And aside from that, just living life, enjoying the summer heat, the summer, summer, summer heat. Enjoying the weather. You know, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good lately, I have to admit. And uh, just trying to ride that wave you know it's very strange you know like I'm back in my drinking days um I would literally because I worked all day and then I would drink all night 
And then, you know, obviously on my days off, I would drink all day. So, you know, it's, you know, it's really odd that like, uh, this first time in a few years, well, maybe not so much because like I've been like a year and seven months sober. So even last summer, I had some of this experience as well. But like, it's new to me to kind of just enjoy the weather. You know, nothing, everything isn't based around drinking. You know, I remember there were so many summers when I would just pull the shades down because it was too bright and sunny. And I'd rather just drink in the dark. You know, that's fucked. So, um, really adjusting to this whole, like, uh, oh, wow, it's going to be hot and sunny for, like, four months. <laughs> what are you going to do with every day? Like, you know, you got to go outside and do shit, you know, get active, enjoy the weather, take up the opportunity, right? Get going! That's what one of my uh, mentors, I guess you can call him a mentor. He's an older gentleman in my sobriety meetings, right? And we call him the colonel, right? How's it going, son? How's it going there, son? That's how he sounds, right? Hey there, son! And uh, last week, uh, last, uh, last sobriety meeting, he goes, You're doing really good, son. You're doing really good. Now it's time to get going. You better get going, son. Get going. So I'm going to take the colonel's advice and get going. You know, I'm trying to get out there and be adventurous, you know, um, take on different uh, things that I want to do, you know, whether it be um, getting out in the world more, just enjoying a day, you know, like uh, it can be a challenge, right? Because when you're so used to being in work mode, then when you got some downtime, you know, like, well, what do you want to do? I'm just going to wander around outside because it's nice out? Yes. Yeah, go for a walk. Get out of the house, man. Don't just sit there and like, you know take advantage of the weather so that's what i've been trying to do um i want to start seeing more live music i'm a bass player by hobby uh trying to play a little bit of guitar as well by hobby so like i want to get out and see see more live music right just to you know enjoy seeing some uh you know i'm into like well in terms of live music i mean i don't know like i'm into hip-hop I'm into rap, but I'm more into it on, like, a recording level. I don't know if I'd want to go to a hip-hop concert. Like, I mean, I've been to them before. They're not as interesting. Just, like, some guy running around the stage rapping. I like listening to hip-hop. I don't really like watching it. But I like to go see, like, um, like funk bands or, like, blues or, you know, rock. Because, you know, then you see them playing instruments and shit. It's a little bit more entertaining to me. So I want to go out and see some concerts and shit. Go out and enjoy the weather and... Um, Bippity-boppity-boo, you know? I'll ask my fairy godmother. Fairy godmother, will you help me fucking put on uh, glass slippers and go out and see concerts? Yes, Jonathan. Yes, you can. Bippity-boppity-boo. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Um, Guatemala. Jesus Christ. Hot as hella. Volcano eruptions in Guatemala. Um, damn, son. Uh... 69 people dead, many others uh, missing, the death toll still uh, being counted. Volcanic eruptions, man, that's nutty. Second volcano eruption in the last little while. There was one in Hawaii recently as well. That's like a childhood like nightmare. That's the type of shit that happens in like a kid's like uh, imagination. There's gonna be a volcanic eruption. Like that doesn't happen. That often? It's fucking strange, right? Hey, you know, um, obviously, uh, my heart cries out to Guatemala. Hope they're doing well. Um, yeah. 
Oh yeah, what else has been in the news? Um, the steel trade. The steel and aluminum tariffs that have been placed on uh, Canada by the U.S. Whew. Justin Trudeau, you know, I kind of agree with him. He's taking his time. He doesn't want to jump down the throat of the U.S. quite yet. He wants to give him to like July 1st, as far as I know, to kind of um, take in the situation and get some kind of discussion and um, some kind of... Um, resolution from this situation but you know trump be putting tariffs on motherfuckers you know with the steel trade and uh, aluminum and uh you know it's kind of fucked because you know nafta north american free trade agreement you know it, we're neighbors for god's sakes can i borrow a cup of sugar like why are we fucking why is he starting this bullshit static no static static no static static don't start nothing won't be nothing He's starting shit, you know what I mean? Putting tariffs on, you know. They said, uh, one of his representatives said, um, oh, it's no big deal. It's more just like a family tiff. It's like, no, man, it's a big deal. You're fucking with people's livelihood. And you're causing fucking trade um, hoopla between your neighbor, you know. It's like, as if, as if, like, I got a neighbor too. What if I started banging on her door and saying, you know, from now on, you stupid bitch, uh, stop doing this and stop doing that. Like, you're causing unnecessary bullshit, right? So like, um, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like what I, when I heard about it, my first impulse was um, like, I don't really jump down the throat of Donald Trump too much. I think he's just uh, whatever. I don't know. Hopefully he'll soon be a memory. But like, uh, I just, uh, I don't even know what to think. I just, all I think is, oh, it's just a bunch of nonsense because um, you're starting shit with a close neighbor for no reason. So, um <laughs> There's my um, steel trade uh, tariff opinion on the United States. Go fuck yourself, Donald Trump, you dildo. You know everything about trade, don't you? Well, don't you know anything about fucking compassion and fucking decency? Like, is that how you fucking treat a neighbor? God damn. Callous motherfucker. Stupid old fucking flop-haired fucking hillbilly. Get a grip. Nobody likes you. <laughs> Nobody likes you, Donald Trump. You're mean. Wait, I wonder if that would reach him. You know, you're mean. <laughs> just, just like the truth and honesty of a child. Like, do you think that could ever reach his heart? Like, if we like, um, next time they're like in the House of whatever, and you know, they're in the House of Representatives, and blah blah blah. And blah, blah. Order! I order! I say, order! Next on the docket. President Trump, to be addressed by this young child. And they, they like, Cindy Lou Who, you know, like from the fucking Grinch Who Stole Christmas. They, like, scoot her into the room, Cindy Lou Who. She goes up to him, and she goes, Donald Trump, why are you so mean? I wonder if that would, like, have an effect on that asshole. Probably not. Winning attitude. Winning winning anyway peacocks are running amok that's another thing that's been in the news peacocks have been going apeshit in surrey bc they've been like pecking at like people's trucks and stuff because uh apparently it's mating season <laughs> those little buggers they've been getting their fucking on right and uh 
they've been like pecking at like cars and shit because like they see their reflection in the vehicle and they think it's like an opponent. They think it's somebody trying to get their piece of the pie, right? They're trying to fuck, right? And they're like, get away from my woman. So they're like, and they're like pecking at like cars and shit. And like pecking at cars and stuff. And they're causing all this damage, man. It's like thousands of dollars of damage. Like it's like a fucking problem, right? And um, I think it's adorable. I think they're such beautiful little creatures. And um, that goes to show you, man, nature takes precedence. Fuck off. Let the peacocks fuck. Go park your car somewhere else, you know? Let them have their little fucking, you know, let them have their territory. The peacocks have spoken. You know what I mean? I like a real peacock, like a peacock, like a Donald Trump type of peacock. That's just a fake ass um, false flake of a peacock. That's just a fucking loud mouth buffoon. But when a real peacock gets to pecking, and then squawking and they're running around and shit, you let a peacock be. For God's sakes. They've been going berserk, pecking at car tires, pecking at automobiles and shit. And um, God bless the peacocks. I love them. God save the peacock. And, um, you know... On a closing note that's been in the news, uh, Canadian news lately, is um, a man, a 74-year-old man, passed away in a Tim Hortons uh, cafe recently. And, uh, you know, that's hard. That's heavy. My heart goes out to the uh, man. He was a 74-year-old retired man, low pension, probably had some sort of Probably had some sort of issues, but um, as far as they know, he was just like a, a low pensioner, homeless man. He enjoyed uh, being in that area. It, this was in Vancouver, and uh, he enjoyed the Tim Hortons that he passed away in, unfortunately. Uh, and that's a harsh way for a person to die, you know, just to die in like a fucking cafe, like a fucking fast food restaurant. I wonder if they swept him into the bin. <laughs> they swept him into that little thank you garbage bin, right? Just stuffed him in there. But like, uh, oh, thank you. Stuff. You know, but like, uh, that's not a way for any person to die. And, um, you know, <laughs> they said, uh, the, the, the workers said that he will be um, sorely missed. <clears throat> yeah, okay. You know, we look at people that are poor and uh, mentally ill as like excrescences is that the word excrement we look at them as human garbage and he's going to be sorely missed oh yeah really the deranged old man who sat in the corner of tim hortons begging for change smoking cigarettes out front sleeping in the bathroom he's going to be sorely missed okay but hey you know what like apparently they were very kind to him and they let him stay and um he was there all the time, and uh, he passed away. God bless the man. Uh, I don't know much else about it other than that there was a 74-year-old man who passed away in a Vancouver Tim Hortons restaurant. And um, I hope that this will help bring up more ideas of, um, you know, compassion. I mean... The solution is not to just throw money at people with these problems and issues. The solution is not to just, um, you know, throw money at it. You know, like we, you know, there's, um, you know, I understand we live in a capitalist society. That's kind of what fuels, um, 
innovation and competition and uh you know that's kind of how human beings thrive and compete can't just be throwing money at people and you know disrupting that kind of system but there can be better compassion and there can be better um facilities available to people and just like a more equal playing ground you know what i mean like um you know, to die in a restaurant, to die in a fast food restaurant. Like, man, imagine dying at McDonald's. Like, how fucked up is that? God bless him. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran reporting live for duty on this June 5th, 2018. God save the peacocks. God save the homeless. God save the queen. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me some feedback, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Got a lot of interesting little endeavors coming your way soon on Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. Keep tuning in. Thank you very much for the love. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Peace.